Welcome to Black Voices in Distilling, brought to you by American Distilling Institute, the voice of craft distilling, in collaboration with Business and Bourbon. Do better business through building deeper relationships. Today's guest is Vanessa Braxton, CEO and master distiller of Black Mama Vodka. Vanessa, how are you doing? I'm, I got to tell you, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. And I have like background envy. Like usually my background <laughs> is, is pretty dope and people like my background, but I'm looking at yours and hands down, it has won <laughs> so Thank far you. in all of our episodes. <laughs> I want to I welcome you into the show. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I definitely appreciate you. You know, doing what you're doing and having me on, you know, and I I, I love my background, too, because I work on it every day. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the things that really has me so excited to have you on, on the platform today and to share your story is just that you are an OG. You you are you are an OG. Talk and, about it. And, talk and, about and, it. <laughs> and hey, let's let's talk about it. Let's let them know. Let's let them know. I, a little birdie told me that you're the first in something, but I, I'm going to let you say it. A little birdie. <laughs> Last time that I checked, I'm the first African-American woman master distiller and master blender in the U.S. Yes. The proof is in the still. I mean, I got the still. <laughs> let them know. Let them know. I'm so excited again to have this conversation with you. Um, as someone that's a relative uh, newcomer to the industry, um, just to know that someone like you has been putting it down for so long. And and we've been fortunate to, to have a, a few folks um, <laughs> that, that have been laying the groundwork for others. So as we kind of hop into this, I just want to get I want to jump straight into your story. So where where did it start? Like, give me years, give me time. How did you get into this? Well, 1987 in engineering school. I'm a retired structural engineer. I went to Pratt right oh, wow. here in Brooklyn. So I studied engineering. So that's where I also met my husband and I did civil engineering. And um, 1987, I used to make some moonshine in my dorm room. No, you Funky didn't. Comb yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Everybody had funky cold Medina back in the day. <laughs> in 1987, this, the statutes of limitations are gone, but that's what an engineer does. I mean, you're into science. We want to, you know, listen, we were starving college students. We yeah. didn't have any money, you know, and the few black people that was on campus, we always had parties. We always had parties. We had parties, even with Puffy. Back yeah. in the day, that's when Heavy D and those guys are out because we in New York. So we always wanted to have some libations. And um, believe me, I was making a mash and a wash with some macaroni, Fleischmann yeast, sugar back in the day on campus. <laughs> so were you so were you using it as currency? Were, were you again, statute of limitations is, is done. So, right. At least I hope you said it. I'm not a lawyer. You said it. So I'm going to go that's 35 years ago. I'm just saying nobody, still. Nobody coming up in here to do anything, but yeah. But that's how, but you know what? But I learned from some Virginia, some from students, some engineering students from Virginia. Really? Yeah, because they were, you know, their family was involved with moonshine. So I said, I want to learn. But that's the thing you do when you go to engineering school. You started getting into it when you were in college 
And um, so you were a civil engineer. And then like 20 years later, you retire from that and you decide, you decide, hey, I want to start a distillery. Like how does, tell me about that. In actuality, I moved to, because I'm in New York. My distillery's in New York. I moved to California because my husband's an engineer. My husband's a licensed PE, you know, so there's very few black people in the engineering, you know, industry. So when I moved to California, I was bored. I was bored at that point. And I said to my husband, listen, you know what? I'm going to start a brand called Black Mama Vodka. I'm black. I'm the mama. I make the vodka. He was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? He was like, you know, I said, I want to have something that's a legacy for my children. You know, I know how to distill because you do that anyway with chemistry and science. We we learned that in engineering school, in science. So it was something that I really, really wanted to do and have a passion for. I have a passion for making your own spirits, blending it, because you have the sensory notes. That's the ground base. You know, that's Mm. the base on the ground, having those sensories to, to do this, you know, and having the knowledge. It's not just, you know, doing it. It's also the skill and the art and the passion. You know, so when we moved to California, I teamed up in 2012 because I got my license in 2012. I teamed up with a distillery and distillery in Oregon. Okay. He was having trouble with his distillery. And in Oregon, I used to drive up there and just be like, okay, Joe, I'm going to do this, you know, and I put up my money to do it. You know, it's called 401k retirement. Uh-huh. <laughs> You invested. Hey, you took that investment and you invested back in yourself. All my retirement money. Hold up, I paid the taxes on it. So yeah, honey, I was no. Listen, (laughs) Vanessa, let them know this is what it takes. Like you, you, you bet on yourself. Yeah, nobody was giving nobody black any money for for liquor. Not in twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Yeah, come on. One of the questions that most people always want to ask me is, how do I find money? How do I get money? How do I get money? Because, you know, most folks are looking for someone else to fund their dream and to fund their entrepreneurial um, journey. But at the end of the day, like most entrepreneurs, you you got to you got to come up with that money yourself and be willing to bet on yourself before anyone else is going to invest and bet on you. Yeah, you got to have some skin in the game. You got to have skin in the game before anybody can throw in, you know, their skin, you know, and for me. My thing is I wanted to have something that was 100% that I can give to my children mm. and my children's children's children, you know, whereas it's inherited and it's generational wealth along with everything else that we have, you know, real estate, because I'm going to be honest, I'm trying to get more and more of our people into this spirit industry and the liquor game, whether it's into the brand, but I need us to be manufacturing. What do you think needs to happen in order first to get closer to that. Oh, it's happening. I'm it's it's happening because think about it in 2012, 2013, it was just me and another black woman, you know, Chanel, she had a brand, you know, and she and I are best friends, but I was the one that was making it. Mm. And then they still had very few, you know, you have Ron Gomes, you have Chris. We were just the only ones at the time, you know, doing this. So yeah. you know what needs to happen? We need to have more exposure, more exposure. We really Mm -hmm. need to be teaching. You know, I teach, listen, my distillery is in the hood and I have no problem saying that. 
because I, the people that live in this community and even my cafe, which is around the block, the tasting room, I have a separate tasting room because New York State allows that, it's in a black community. My brand is for everyone, but mm -hmm. my at the end of the day, I want it to be for our people of manufacturing in this community, employing the people in the community. I'm teaching these young black men and women and a young Greek, a girl from Greece, <laughs> how to distill. They get to work with me. They and, and working with me and working with a distiller or working with a master blended, you understand the dynamics of the industry. So let's say, you know, Vanessa, that I I, I am I'm I'm you like 15 years ago today. And I, I want to get into this business. <laughs> like what first to, what what would your advice be to what what would your advice be to me like how how do i become how do i become you like where 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 does it start and what do i need to be willing to do where do i get my education like what what would your direction for me be well the first thing i do cuz people ask me that question all the time hmm. and i'm going to be real honest I learned in 2015. Vanessa, I don't believe that you know how to do anything other than be real honest. In this conversation, I think like. <laughs> I did say my name is Vanessa Braxton, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but in 2015, I did learn to perfect my distilling skills, you know, with Dr. Sanat Birkenhart, you know, um, Bergnecker at Covell Distillery. And it was the best thing that I could have done. Learn from two pioneers, the Kothi, Kothi technology, which is a German technology on distilling, you know, and I give it to, to that husband and wife team for allowing me to work with them and train with them. And that's what you start to do. First of all, you gotta have the passion for it. You gotta have, you can't look at the money there ain't no money first five, six years. I'm telling you that. You got to have the passion for it. If you have the passion for the science and you have the sensory, then you definitely go, go work for a distiller. Become an assistant distiller. You know, don't work at the bar. Work in the distillery. So tell us more about what you do and what products you have out there as well. Well, for a long time, I've always bottled and blend for others because of the capacity. Someone may not have the capacity, so they'll contact me. I've worked with Ramchada, Pinard Ricard. I've worked with them. But then there are other brands, I can't give you their names other than mine, that I am their private, I'm, they contract, they hire me to contract to still for them. Hmm. You know, I wish more people who come out with brands will come to my distillery. Vanessa, can you lean into that a little bit more? So when you yeah. say others and you say brands, like are, are you talking about um, folks that have proven brands, uh, either influencer brands or building brands or retail brands? Like who's a good fit for you? Who's a good fit? Let's say, for example, let's say Effin Vodka. Yeah. That's owned by Fitty. Yeah. He doesn't have a distiller's license. Right. So he can hire my distillery to make his vodka. Once you have that wholesale license, you can just hire any distillery that you want to make your, it's called contract distilling or do mm -hmm. private labeling. 
you know. So it could be effing vodka. Even I'm getting ready to do a, a bourbon um, for some. After my my barrels come back, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna blend for them. But you know, even with the bourbon, even with gin, I'm making a gin for. Um, oh Lord, B Spokes, HHB Spokes. They just you know hired me to make their gin vodka, and but I don't do rum. But what I'm gonna do is. There's a gentleman, Black-owned, who has a distillery. I'm going to utilize his rum. What do these people look like? What do these businesses look like that are starting that are starting brands and, and you know, would come to you? Oh, this, this small, this Black, white, Latino, but there's small brands that's entering the market because I give them lower minimums so that way they can test the market. When you go to a big distillery, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about being craft. You know, they're not sure they have less than, you know, $25,000. They want to see, they want to build their brand. Mm -hmm. So why not just, all right, I give you a smaller minimum, you know, because I can do that. And then they can get their brand out. They can market it because that costs a lot of money with marketing. Yeah. And then they can keep marketing and getting out. But guess what? You're going to come back to me because I'm the distillery. You know, I put that, I put that wash together. I yeah. did that. So it's going to be a growing aspect over a lifetime of your brand. How do you help them to not only to get to market, but to be successful? Well, the first thing that I do, because let me tell you, Ron, a lot of people do call me and they'll send an email to, you know, I have a form that says, you know, if you want private labeling and then I'll talk to them. The first thing I do is I send them a link in a sheet. Go to ttp.gov. Because you need to do, I give them lessons. They don't, they, a lot of times they don't know that because I, I can't distill for you until you have that federal based permit, which is that wholesaler license in your state. I, I school them. Go to ttb.gov. That's free. Don't pay anybody anything. You know, fill out, do it. I walk them through and I tell them whether or not to have an LLC or, you know, if they don't. They don't, listen, today you can incorporate very easily. <laughs> you know, put that in. And then, I, and then I have to school them. I find out what state they're in, you know. And I said, okay, now once you have that federal-based permit with the wholesale, then you can get your state license. But in the meantime, send me that federal-based permit so that way I can start putting a program together for you based upon your budget. You know, and I tell them up front, if, listen, if you want, you know, my minimum will be, 1,500 bottles or 2,000 bottles, you know, for you to start with. But you're going to need X, Y, and Z because you're going to buy your own bottles now that you have a wholesale permit. You're going to get your own labels, have it delivered to my distillery, and then I'll take care of everything else. Just fill it, put it in the boxes, put your labels on, and have it ready packaged to go to ship to whatever warehouse you want. I really want to not only thank you for taking this time to, to talk with me, but just your leadership. Like, you know, you're you are, you know, one of the first of us to be in this business and be making you know, and, and really making waves. And sometimes people don't necessarily have a sense of community when they, yeah. you, you know, when they get in there and do things like you've done and, you know, kind of feel like, hey, listen, and. You know, everyone else is kind of on their own. And it's not that you have to you have to pull up. You don't have to do that. 
You don't. But when you do, it says so much more about your character and so much more about what you're about and tells me that you're the type of a person that people should and need to do business with. Right. It's more than just business. So thank you for your leadership in, in, in that respect. Um, I want to know how can people first of all, how can people connect with you? How can we can connect with you? How can we support you? How can we do business with you? It's the best way. Well, support, you can go to blackmamavodka.com and buy a bottle because we ship everywhere. <laughs> That's one. But then also, too, you can email info at blackmamavodka. I'm not hard to find. Part of the reason why we have this platform and um, we, we share stories like yours is we want to expose the wider community, uh, craft distilling community, to uh, diverse voices yes. and diverse experiences. In your opinion, what, why is diversity in this industry important? Why, why does it matter? Why should, you know, a, a distiller in Iowa that uh, doesn't have very much, you know, diversity in, in, their, in their business, why should they care about this? Why should they care about our, 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 all these other voices? You know what? We all should care. They should care because of the simple fact. Think about it. If if our community, if we're rich, y'all rich too. Because when we buy and we do something in our community, and I'm being honest, it supports the surrounding communities. Mm -hmm. In a rich country such as this, no one should go hungry. No one should be really poor. We're the richest country in the world, as far as that from last last time I checked. So if someone is in Iowa, why wouldn't you want to do business or help someone that's in Brooklyn, New York? Because at the end of the day, we're coming together as a community in America mm -hmm. and we're helping one another. So at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, taking care of each other to make it a better world or a better place. I cannot wait to add your bottles to my bar, now oh, sitting so into the, the little bar that's behind me that I like to keep of, of all of <laughs> our see. guests. Let me see. Um, how <laughs> so it's they they are coming soon. Um, so I, I look forward to it. Again, thank you so much for for sharing your story and being part of this. Thank and you. And again, make sure that you guys in the business and bourbon community, um, in the ADI community, that you are supporting Black Mama Vodka. And if you're thinking about throwing some con getting your brand out there, you want a vodka, you want a gin, um, you know where to go. Come to Black Mama. Look. Black Mama, go go to New York and, and and make sure Vanessa's making it for you. Vanessa, thank you again for being part thank of our you. show. And I look forward to seeing you in person real soon. Love you. Thank you. <laughs>